Hey guys, um, welcome to the first episode of the PLP podcast. Um, and today we're going to be tackling a little bit of a relatable topic. And um, it's a topic of jealousy and bad company and how to pick your friends wisely. Um, we live in a time where sharing your successes isn't fun anymore people take advantage of you people take you for granted and you can't even be yourself anymore well if we dive in to a very prominent character in the bible named joseph he went through the same thing his problem started when his mouth did he came to break he came to breakfast one morning bubbling and babbling in sickening detail about the images he had seen in his sleep. Sheaves of wheat lying in a circle, all bundled up, ready for harvest, each one tagged with the name of a different brother, Reuben, Gad, Levi, Zebulon, Judah. Right in the center of the circle was Joseph's sheaf. In his dream, only his sheaf stood up. The implication, you bow down to me. Did he expect his brothers to be excited about this, to pat him on the back and proclaim, We will gladly kneel before you, our dear baby brother. No, they didn't. They kicked dust in his face and told him to get lost. Apparently, Joseph didn't take the hint. He came back with another dream. Instead of sheaves, it was now stars, a sun, and a moon. The stars represented the brothers. The sun and moon symbolized Joseph's father and deceased mother. All were bowing to Joseph. Joseph, the kid with the elegant coat and the soft skin. They bowed down to him? He should have kept his dreams to himself. Perhaps Joseph was thinking that very thing as he sat in the bottom of that cistern. His calls for help hadn't done any good. His brothers had seized the chance to seize and silence him once and for all. But from deep in the pit, Joseph detected a new sound. The sound of a wagon and a camel. Then a new set of voices. The brothers spoke to other people with an accent. Joseph strained to understand the conversation. The brothers were selling Joseph. They sold him for 10 coins. Actually, 20. Can you believe that? Joseph's own brother sold him because he had a dream of them worshiping him. It's ridiculous how jealousy changes the way you perceive someone else. The brothers even took the coins, grabbed the fancy coat, and walked away. Joseph fell on his knees and wailed. The merchants tied one end of a rope around his neck and the other to the wagon. Joseph, dirty and tear-stained, had no choice but to follow. He fell in behind the creaking wagon and the racked rib camels. He cast one final glance over his shoulder at the back of his brothers who disappeared over the horizon and screamed, Help me. Isn't that crazy? How your own family, let alone friends, can sell you, throw you away, envy you, because you have a dream, you have a goal of success, you have a dream of high position, and they can't bear to hear that. See, this is why picking your friends is important. And when trial comes and when issue comes, Friends show out their true colors. 
And the crazy thing is, Joseph's own brothers, his own blood, sold him away. Wow. So afterwards, Joseph was stripped of his name, status, position, everything he had, anything he would ever have, gone. Vanished, just gone like that. Can you ever apply that to yourself? Have you ever been down? Down to your last dollar, down to the custody hearing, down to the bottom of the pecking order, down on your luck, down on your life. Or in this case, down to Egypt. Joseph arrived in Egypt with absolutely nothing. Not a penny to his name, or name worth a penny. His family tree was meaningless, his occupation was despised, the clean-shaven people of the pyramids avoided the woolly bedoings of the desert. No credentials to stand on, no vocation to call on, no family to lean on, he lost everything with one exception. His destiny. Those odd dreams had convinced Joseph that God had plans for him. The details were vague and ill-defined for sure. Joseph had no way of knowing the specifics of his future. But the dreams told him this much. He would have a place of prominence in the midst of his family. Joseph latched onto this dream for the life jacket it was. How else do we explain his survival? The Bible says nothing about his training, education, superior skills, talents, none of that. But the narrator made a lead story out of Joseph's destiny. This kid lost his family, dignity, home country, but he never lost his belief in God. That's real. Oftentimes, the world tries to pressure us and tries to put us down. When in fact, if we know that faith is believing in the unseen, we still doubt and we still worry. God's like, I got this. You go on. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. And so, Joseph thought to himself, it won't end this way. God has a dream for my life. He has a plan for my life. I have a purpose in God. And while wearing the heavy chains of the slave owners, he remembered, I've been called to more than this. This is not my destiny. God has greater plans for me. And God did have a destiny for Joseph, and the boy believed in it. The real question is, do you believe God's destiny for you? That's real. Think about it. Do you truly believe his destiny for you? It's crazy how even in a time of difficulty, even in a time of stress, even in a time of hurt, despair, literal slavery, God comes and comforts you. God told Joseph, you are my child. It's crazy. John 15 verse 16 says, he saw you, picked you, and placed you. You do not choose me. I chose you. That's deep, right? It's crazy how you're loved by someone almighty. And so... Here's the thing. Sometimes, actually almost all the time, it's not fun. Life is not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. 
And just because you accept Jesus doesn't mean that all of our problems go away. It just means he's there with us. You know. And especially in the story of Joseph. It's sad. To know that even your closest. Even the ones you hold dear. Even the ones you are supposed to trust. Can turn their back on you. Can be jealous of you. Can betray you. Can sell you away. Can beat you. Can hurt you. Can plot against you. It's real. The world outside is dark, is dangerous, is hurtful. And it's crazy because I'm sure we can all relate to that. You know, in my case, there could be times where I tell friends that I want something or I feel accomplished with something or I'm excited about a particular area in my life and I can see that their energy drifts away. Or... They stop being friends with me. Or they turn their back against me because I'm trying to focus on me. I'm trying to look the way God does. And I'm trying to chase after God's destiny. And it's not going to be comfortable, you know? And here's the thing. Sometimes people worry and stress a lot, which is completely normal. Sometimes people worry about paying bills or being unemployed. Dread dominates your thoughts. Destroys you. It hurts you. It damages you. It changes your perception on everything. But as soon as you remember your destiny, you're like, okay, I can get past this because it's not me on my own. I got God with me. And trust me, that makes all the difference. When you have God, it just changes the way you look at things, the way you view things. You start thinking things like, what do I have that I cannot lose? Wait a second, I'm still God's kid. I'm still God's child. My life is more than this life. These days are a vapor, a passing breeze. This will eventually pass. If we know that all good things come from God, we know that God won't make something good out of this. But we just got to work hard, stay diligent, stay faithful, and trust in him no matter what. You know what you did just right there? You trusted your destiny. It's crazy, isn't it? You start realizing that (laughs) if God got you, why worry? Why stress? And so back to Joseph. Joseph was enslaved, put in prison. For years and he was alone but not alone at the same time because that's where God comes into play through the struggle through the hardship through Joseph's hard work eventually years later Joseph becomes the prime minister of Egypt and the same people that turned their back as in Joseph's brothers that turned their back on Joseph, came right back to the prime minister, and they didn't even know it was Joseph. That's what's crazy. There are going to be times in life where the same people that plotted against you are going to come right back to you when you make it big, when you become successful, when you are on top of everything. Isn't that deep? Isn't that crazy? 
wow, it's amazing how the same thing that pulled them away from you levitates them back to you. And so this is what I mean. Keep the right company. And you only know who's right for you when trial, when the storm comes, when pain comes. Trust me. Let's be real. There are the yes men. There are the people that just say, that's good, that's good. They're not really being honest. It's okay. Sometimes being alone is the best feeling. And I know you may be like, Johnny, what do you mean? The thing is, is that when you're alone, you get to think. You get to dive into your brain, into your mind, into your heart. You get to think a lot. And trust me, when God is at the center of everything, while everything may not be perfect, Things will lighten up over time. It's just a matter of you having faith in him. Which, as we said, means believing in the unseen. For example, if you told me you believe that I can graduate high school, have I graduated high school yet? No. It is an unseen event, yet you still believe that I can do it. It's the same concept here. God may be invisible in our eyes, but it doesn't mean he's not working. Oftentimes when we're praying, we may not get a response immediately. And so we question God, we blame God, we get mad at God because he's not working on our own time. But let me tell you this, just because God isn't answering doesn't mean he's not working. Delay is not denial. And things take time in life. It doesn't happen immediately. And trust me, you'll start to realize that God's timing is the best timing when it comes. And this is why patience is important. The Bible says pray without ceasing, without stopping. Pray till change. Right? Anyway, back to Joseph. Crazy thing about Joseph was that as the years went on, the Lord was with Joseph. The Bible says, Genesis 39, verse 2. He was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Wow. So his master saw that the Lord was with him, verse 3. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was all on all that he had. Isn't that crazy? During trial, during pain, as soon as you get as soon as you overcome that with the hand of God, you become blessed. Crazy, huh? And this just means stay strong. Just because the war isn't won overnight, it doesn't mean battles cannot be won. War is ongoing. But with the hand of God, we can overcome it. And this tests where our faith is in God, in ourselves. It's a matter of, am I willing to let God work? Am I I willing to let him move? 
just put yourself in the perception of Joseph. Just imagine your own family, your closest friends betray you and sell you away. In that dungeon, full darkness, despair, loneliness, fear creep into your mind. And you have nothing but God. You see, it's crazy because sometimes I be feeling like God sets everything away from us on purpose. So that the only resort, the only thing we have left is him. And here's the thing. If God blessed Joseph, he can bless you too. God is no respecter of persons. What that means is God has no favorites. God does not believe in partiality. It is just a matter of faith. Because God is everywhere. Psalm 139 verse 7 says, Where can I go to get away from your spirit? Where can I run from you? And that is so true. Whether we're in the heavens, the grave, if I rise with the sun in the east and settle in the west beyond the sea, even there you would guide me. Verse 8 through 10. It's crazy because you can apply those same verses with Joseph in the dungeon, in the household with the brothers. God was there in the dream. God was there as prime minister. God was there. And here's the crazy part. Joseph could have immediately sent his brothers to prison when they came back to him. But instead, he blessed them. Not only is that a humble act. But that sounds crazy because now we're like, why would he do that? Why would he do that? In our eyes, it would be natural to plot vengeance, right? But the Bible says vengeance is the Lord's. The Bible says love your enemies. That's hard. That's really hard. Which reverts back to what I said. Life is not supposed to be comfortable. A lot of times we try to run around the issue instead of facing it. We try to bury our problems, dig them in the ground, and then they come back around and bite even harder. It's crazy. Crazy how we can apply these same characters in the Bible into our own lives. Jealousy is dangerous. Jealousy is dangerous, but do not plot vengeance against them. Do not. Your blessings come from heaven. Don't worry about them. Um, and the thing is, when you have pride in your heart, God can't work. What do I mean by pride? In this sense, if we believe in God, we know that our life, our breath, our gifts, everything we have is gifted onto us. We do not own our bodies. It's gifted. So when we place ourselves over God, we are technically idolizing ourselves. Anything, the Bible says, anything that takes more time than God is an idol. Anything. You may not literally be on your knees worshiping it. It can be yourself. It can be money, it can be your phone, it can be lust, it can be anything other than God, it can be an idol. 
And idolatry is a sin. And so, characters like David, Joseph, Daniel, um, Isaiah, all these characters in the Bible, they had one thing in common. They had strong faith in God. David, David and Goliath, David and King Saul, Daniel in the lion's den against um, Nebuchadnezzar. All of these people. But God had a plan for them. Joseph, David, they knew what mattered most. The presence of God and they begged for it. Make God's presence your passion. How? Be more sponge and less rock. May your heart be tender. Because when it's hard, God can't work. Place a rock in the ocean and what happens? The surface gets wet. The exterior may change color, but the interior remains untouched. It's the same concept. Yet, yeah, place a sponge in the ocean and notice its change. It absorbs the water. The ocean penetrates every pore and alters the essence of the sponge. Same concept here. When your heart is tender and soft, the interior of your heart becomes changed. That's something only God can do. But you've got to be willing. It's crazy how God surrounds us in the same way the Pacific surrounds an ocean floor pebble. He's everywhere, above, below, on all sides. And we choose our response. Rock or sponge, resist or receive. Everything within you says harden the heart. Run from God, resist God, blame God. But be careful. Hard hearts never heal never spongy ones do though but hard hearts never heal because the inside of them cannot be penetrated open every pore of your soul to god's presence here's how hebrews 13 verse 5 says lay claim to the nearness of god never will i leave you never will i forsake you in the greek this passage has five negatives. It can be translated, I will not, not leave thee, neither will I not forsake thee. Grip this promise like the parachute it is. Repeat to yourself over and over until it trumps the voices of fear and angst in your mind, heart, and soul. The Lord God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Zephaniah 3 verse 17. You may lose the sense of God's presence, because Job did. But it's still there. It's still there. Our circumstances do not define who God is. It doesn't change who God is. God's love does not change based on our circumstances. And so, there are sharks in the sea, in the ocean. There will be problems. But if God for us, who can be against us? Jealousy is dangerous. It's damaging to the heart. Instead of plotting something against someone, be supportive. Be there for them. I'm sure they'll do the same. Pray for your enemies. Love those who plot against you. Pray for those who persecute you. 
I promise it'll be worth it in the end. Stay strong, remain firm, place your trust and faith in God. Only good things come from God. Wait on God's timing. His timing is the best timing. Delay is not denial. And finally, just because God isn't answering doesn't mean he's not working. Stay woke, stay encouraged. Love you guys. Peace. P.O.P.